0: Okay, here we are live and uh, Thursday, April 11th, 2019. Tonight, uh, we're gonna talk very specifically about uh, how important it is for a Christian to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, Here on Christianity 101.1, I'm actually uh, tonight doing this live on my, my personal page And I will share and archive this video actually over on Christianity 101.1 because I, I don't know, it's just weird when you have a a page set up, like a business page, Facebook doesn't really notify people very well of, you know, when you're actually going live or when you put something on there, almost you have to to pay them to notify people. So I'm going to do Christianity 101.1 actually live here on my personal page. And then when I get done with this, I will share and archive it over onto Christianity 101.1. So if you haven't uh, liked my page yet, um, you can type it up into the search box up there, Christianity 101.1 by Steve Shelley and like it. So then you can look at the archive uh, teachings that I do. So Thursday night is kind of more of a Bible study type teaching. And tonight I want to really just... uh, you know, talk about why it's important that we as Christians have a relationship with God's Holy Spirit. Now, uh, probably, and I, and I don't understand why uh, it is in, in the church, uh, the Holy Spirit and who he is uh, seems to be some, somewhat of a contention. But to me, uh, what I'm going to read you tonight, what Jesus said about Holy Spirit uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward about who he is, and uh, you know the Holy Spirit's not a what; it's a who, and he's the third person of of the Trinity. And God refers to Himself uh, in three parts: God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit, and or God the Word, God uh, the Son, as the one, because in the beginning was the Word. Word with God, the Word was God. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who is That's who Jesus is. But right before Jesus uh, was basically taken by the, the temple police and taken to uh, Pilate and then on to uh, being crucified, he was spending time alone with his disciples and he was trying to prepare them that he is about to go. He's about to leave them but he's not going to leave them alone. He, the Father is going to send the Holy Spirit and it's the Holy Spirit who's basically going to be there in place of him uh, here on earth until his return. So it's important that we uh, as believers in Christ, as Christians, that's what a believer uh, is called, as a Christian, that we understand that we have God as Holy Spirit right here on earth right now. Jesus himself is actually seated at the right hand of the Father. The, the same Jesus that walked this earth, you know, and and went to the cross, died on the cross, was raised from the dead, ascended into heaven. And he's actually seated at the right hand of the Father. But he, before he went, he said, receive you the Holy Spirit. And he basically gave the Holy Spirit here on earth. It's a lot of teaching. I mean, you can teach on this for, for years. I mean, I went to Bible college for two years and didn't learn hardly I mean, I can't say I didn't learn hardly anything, but I mean, it's a lot in teaching. So tonight's Bible study, I'm just going to really talk out of John, the book of John in the Gospels, chapter 14, 15, and 16, when Jesus was actually revealing uh, the Holy Spirit to the disciples and basically telling them what Holy Spirit was here for. Now, when it comes to God uh, as the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, or... God, the Father, or God, his word and his spirit, okay? All the same. My wife, Cheryl, uh, she says it simply, it's like this. You know, water is water, whether it's liquid water, vapor, or solid. So it can be a gas, water can be a liquid, or it can be a solid, but it's all exactly the same as water. And I, I think that's a good analogy of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's it's God, okay? It's how he reveals himself to us in those three persons, all right? As God the Father, as God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit. Again, there's a lot of contentious debate on how that exactly works, this and that. All I know is this, is I'm a, I'm a country redneck. I just simply believe things as they are. I don't try to get intellectually into them. Uh, all I know is God as his Holy Spirit is here on earth with us right now. And that's what I'm gonna get into is, why he is here, and and Jesus telling his disciples uh, before he went uh, to the cross, right before he went to the cross, about Holy Spirit's coming and why he was coming. So to me, that's all I really care about. I don't care about the intellectual debate uh, of who Holy Spirit Holy Spirit is and this and that. I mean, there's there's Christian denominations that you know they call themselves the Oneness that there is no Trinity. There's only one. Um, but yet they're they still refer to the spirit i i don't know they confuse me but i don't care that i i just the simplicity of it god the father god the son god the holy spirit you know one in 3 3 in 1 whatever you know god is here right now by his holy spirit now christianity 101 the 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 purpose of christianity 101 uh is not just to be of knowledge that okay i understand i know something but 101, the point one is how do I put that to practical use in my life? Okay. As believers, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for us, he was buried, and he was resurrected, right? We got Easter coming up here in a week. What is the what is Easter all about? It's about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And honestly, if the resurrection did not happen, Christianity has no basis. Christianity completely folds if there is no resurrection, okay? So that's really the importance. Um, You know, when it comes to to Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. You know, there's a lot of debate when that happened, uh, but there's absolutely no debate when Jesus was crucified and when the resurrection was because it corresponded with the Jewish Passover. And that is a very solid date in, in the Jewish uh history and, and I mean up through today. So we know exactly that Jesus, you know, when is when the, the crucifixion was, when he was buried in the grave, and when his resurrection was. And that's is celebrated worldwide uh right now uh as, as much if not even more than what Christmas is. Okay. And so going back to that uh as believers okay I I, I, I highlight on this every time Uh, I teach as believers, when we believe on Jesus Christ as the son of God, God comes and dwells in us. Our spirit, we're spirit beings also. We are, we basically are like a Trinity to ourselves. We are spirit, soul, and body, right? The Trinity is three. And so we're spirit, soul, and body. But before we believe on Jesus as Lord, our spirit is actually, I I use the analogy, it's like a, a filament in a light bulb it's out, it's dead. There's not, no life running through it. But when we receive Christ, it's like these lights that I have on in here to, to highlight that there's power running through them now and they are illuminated. And so they're alive, you know, and that's the same as what happens with our spirit when the spirit of God comes inside of us and we become born the, the, the some translations say born again, but the actual translation is born from above. We're born from above of the spirit of God. Paul says in Corinthians that he is one with the Lord is one spirit. So our spirit becomes born from God and we become one with the spirit of God. So let's talk about Holy Spirit and why he's here. I mean, again, this is just a 30 minute, 45 minute uh, teaching this. I mean, we could teach on this for an entire year and hardly really get the great in depth of it. But I'm gonna to have to. Do, I'm gonna do some reading here. These are the scriptures that I wrote down, and they're very specifically out of John chapter 14, 15, and 16, because that's where Jesus was again revealing to his disciples the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and what the Holy Spirit was going to do. Uh, the Greek word that was translated, uh, they call it the Parakletos, was what how they wrote it in Greek, and the translation of that. Uh, word is the comforter or the counselor. So those are, are words that describing uh, the, what Holy Spirit is, what he does for us and with us. Uh, it says, this is a form of the word is unquestionably passive and properly means one called to the side of another. The word carries a secondary notion concerning the purpose of calling alongside to counsel or support one who needs it. The counselor or a paraclete, is God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity who has been called to our side. He is a personal being and he dwells in every believer. Okay, so Jesus is getting ready to leave. He's basically trying to prepare them that even though I go to be with the Father, I am not gonna leave you alone. I'm not gonna leave you orphans. God, the Holy Spirit is gonna be here with you, called alongside of you to help you, okay, and be your counselor and help you do what God has called you to do. So if God himself comes to be with us at our side as our helper and our counselor, wouldn't you think it was really important that we had a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit that's with us, if he's there to help us and to counsel us? You know, I was talking with a friend of mine today uh, who's a pastor. He's a hunting buddy of mine. And we were talking about how so many, there's so much Christian intellect in the world that it, it, there's so much fighting and division going on between what this verse of passage of scripture means or how this is this and how this is that because it's all head knowledge. It, it's all intellect. It, it, But yet God himself comes alongside of us to help us, to guide us and to counsel us So why is there so much head knowledge of this going on? Because the word by itself, we call it is basically, it's the letter of the law. And you have to have the Holy Spirit to help because he was the one who inspired those in the Old Testament that wrote down. And he's the one that inspired the, the, the disciples who became apostles who wrote the New Testament. If he's the one that inspired them to write the words that they write, shouldn't we have the Holy Spirit as a relationship with him and rely on him to reveal to us actually what that means? Because there's passages of scriptures that people argue and fight over and become different divisions of, well, we're this church of, of this and we're this church of that, you know. So you look in a phone book and you see 35 different denominations, but they're all supposed to be Christians. Why is that? Because they are not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide them into the truth of the word. And that's why it's important to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because he will reveal to you what the word is, what it means. Um, This is just me, okay? I mean, here about a month ago, I was sitting in church. And I've been saved 26 years, Christ in me. Uh, the Hope of Glory has been there 26 years. I've gone to Bible college. I've read the New Testament many, many, many times. Um, I, I read the New Testament. I'm a New Christ, New Testament believer. I don't really spend much time in the Old Testament because I am still trying to figure out who I am in Christ in the New Testament. So I read the New Testament over and over again. This verse that was up on church on the screen that the pastor was talking about was... Uh, something I've probably seen, read, heard over a hundred times. But as I sat there and I looked at that scripture inside of me, I just went, that's translated wrong. The context of the way that the English writers wrote it is not verbally correct. All right. And so I just, I pulled open my phone to different Bible, um, uh, uh, the concordance on that word, that passage. I started looking through there, and sure enough, the way that it was, I believe, actually laid out, and uh, what it was, it was a passage that Jesus was talking about faith uh, when right after Peter walked on the water, and he walked on the water, okay? And then he he, he got his eyes off Jesus, and then Jesus helped him. They're back in the boat, and then Jesus turns around and says, Ye of little faith. Well, that's our English language kind of is really wide uh, where one word can mean many, many things. But you go back to like here, the Greek word, when you get into what the, the word parakletos means, it's pretty very specific of what it's talking about. And and so what I think, and this is just me, and I believe this was the Holy Spirit showing me this. The reason that looked wrong to me at that moment for the first time in 26 years because I believe it's something the Holy Spirit was showing me that I needed for greater revelation of understanding of that scripture, which also relates to my life. And what he showed me in that was when Jesus turned to Peter and said, ye have little faith, what he was actually saying, that was the English rendering of it. Okay. But what he was actually saying to him in context was, was Peter, why did you lose confidence in me? Because see, Peter's, Jesus was walking on the water and they're all, oh my God, it's a ghost. They're all scared. But then Peter goes, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. Well, Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking on the water. That takes some pretty good faith, right? Pretty good trust in Jesus. But then it says he got his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the wind and the waves. And he began to sink. Now, you don't begin to sink. Like if you were walking on the water... You know, you walk along, all of a sudden, you just go, boom, you're gone, right? Have you ever been skiing? You know, when you fall over, you don't begin to sink. You're just like, boom, you're underwater. Well, it says Jesus just, I mean, Peter began to sink. He didn't go, plump. he just began to sink. So Jesus grabbed him, put him back in the boat, and then he turns to him and says, as the most Bibles are translated, uh, ye of little faith. I seen in that context what Jesus was saying to him. Was Peter basically? Why did you lose confidence in me? Where where did your trust go? Why did why did you trust? You know you were here trusting me at one moment. Where did that trust go? So I to me that makes more sense when I read that in context. You know because there's another point where Jesus said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could, and that's supposed to be one of the smallest seeds there is. You can say to this mountain, be removed, and it will be removed. So he's saying, if you had tiny, tiny little faith, then you can move a mountain. Well, why would he over here say Jesus or, or to Peter, ye of little faith? So that's why I said, I believe, I mean, I've read that, heard it hundreds times in 26 years, but that moment, I really feel the Holy Spirit said to me, that's not exactly the context of the verbiage of it. And so to me, now when I see that, that means so much more to me personally in my own life, when I go, where, where in this situation am I taking my eyes off of Jesus? Am I losing my confidence in him? You know, like we just had a, a pretty good financial issue happen this week that um, it was kind of a gut punch. And it's just something being in business and working with credit card processors and stuff. And it was just like a huge gut punch. I mean, I could have got really frustrated. I could have got really uh, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But I just like, no, Lord, I, I, this is in your hands. I'm trusting you. My confidence is in you, Lord, uh, and not in this situation. And guess what? The majority of that situation got resolved. And in the end, um, it's, it's all fine and dandy. Okay. So that's why to me, a scripture like that, when the Holy Spirit showed it to me, that that was the context that he was showing it to me, for me, when I'm looking at the Lord, don't, let the wind and the waves break my confidence in him. Um, And so anyways, so going down through here about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is there with us, called alongside of us to help us, right? They called him the the counselor, the one called alongside uh, or the helper and also the counselor. I mean, you think about what a counselor does. Counselor guides you. Counselor shows you the way that you should go. So let's look at what Jesus said about him. And I'm just jumping through these scriptures here, but I'm also going to encourage you that you know especially right now when we're coming up on Easter this week uh this next week read the book of John in the uh in the Gospels you got Matthew Mark Luke, and John read the book of John and because it really here starting in in uh chapter fourteen starts leading right towards Jesus being taken by the the Jews and uh, taken to the the the, the Roman uh, and, and demanding he be crucified. And I mean, the whole passage there and then his crucifixion and then his resurrection is all right there. And that last from John 14 on starts coming about. So I highly encourage you to read that, you know, especially with Easter coming up and ask a Holy Spirit to give you understanding and spiritual insight into what you're actually reading. All right. And I'm going to get into what that means here in just a second. So in John 14, Jesus said to his disciples, uh, this is John 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 15 through 21. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, and I, I, I copied this out of the, the contemporary English version. That's the version I'm reading right now. Um, I, I think they have a, a pretty good. Uh, layout of, like I said, the verber, verbiage, uh, how it should be laid out uh, of the scripture and explain it to it. If you read it, say in the NIV version, it kind of will, will say exactly the same thing, but kind of in a different way of saying it. You know, it's like two people describing something they saw. They use the, 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 their context, what they're saying is the same, but they use different verbiage to say it. So that's what different translations of the Bible mean. It doesn't mean that there's different Bibles. It's just the way that the English uh, is being spoken. I mean, we speak English different here uh, in Montana than people do in the South. But that, I mean, that's, so they basically should be a Montana Bible and a Southern Bible, you know, that's what I'm getting at. So it says, Jesus said to his disciples, this is in chapter 14, verse 15 through 21. If you love me, you will do as I command. Then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you, okay? So right there, Jesus shows that the Holy Spirit is here to help us. He is our helper. Uh, Last week, I talked about the names of God and why it's important to know God by his name because that reveals his character and who he is, okay? Here he's revealing himself, the Holy Spirit, as our helper. So anytime you think of Holy Spirit, you should be thinking, he's my helper. An easy prayer, Lord, you're my helper, help me. I mean, I think that's one of the best prayers that somebody can pray. Help me, Lord, because you are my helper. You said right here yourself. You're here as your Holy Spirit to help me. So I need your help. Um, And he said, he will always be with you. The Spirit will show you what is true. Now, this is kind of going back to what I was just saying a minute ago is how when I saw that scripture that I've seen a hundred times, I just went, that's not exactly the right English rendering of what Jesus was saying. And so I looked at a bunch of other uh, translations and looked in the concordance. And then that's when I came up with for what he was showing to me in what Jesus was saying was about confidence. Don't lose our confidence in him. All right. So the spirit will show us that truth of the word because it's the spirit who inspired the writer's of the Bible to write it. So he's gonna show us, give us illumination of that. Like I'm sitting out here in my shop right now. I've got these these, uh, lights on to illuminate me so it doesn't look like I'm sitting in a dark corner. The Holy Spirit will illuminate the word for us so that we see what that word is talking about. Because again, the word was not written by the letter. The word was actually inspired by the spirit. So it takes the spirit to enlighten it that we get a deep understanding of it, where it becomes revelation to us, not just head knowledge, okay? That's what the Holy Spirit there is to help us to show what is true. It says the people of this world cannot accept the spirit because they don't see or know him, but you know the spirit who is with you and will keep on living in you. I won't leave you as orphans, I will come back to you. In a little while, the people of the world won't be able to see me, but you will see me And because I live, you will also live. Then you will know that I am one with the Father. You will know that you are one with me and I am one with you. If you love me, you will do what I say and my Father will love you. I will also love you and show you that I am. Jesus said in there, he said, this is the commandments. To love the Lord God with all your heart, mind and soul and to love each other as yourself. That was really the focus of Jesus' commandments. Okay, this is John 14 and 23 through 26. It says, if anyone loves me, they will obey me. Then the Father will love them and we will come to them and live in them. We are indwelt. Those who put our faith and our love in our loving God are indwelt by God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. We will come and live in them. But anyone who doesn't love me won't obey me. What they have heard me say doesn't really come from me, but from the Father who sent me. I've told you these things that I, while I am still with you, but the Holy Spirit will come and help you because the Father will send the Spirit to take my place. The Spirit will teach you everything and will remind you of what I said while I was with you. So again, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit who's with us, indwelling us, right? Is here to help us and teach us and guide us. This is John chapter 15, uh, verse 26. Jesus is reminding them pretty much the same thing again. I will send you the spirit who comes from the father and shows what is true. The spirit will help you and will tell you about me. So how can we truly know and understand the word of God, the scriptures without Knowing the Holy Spirit, having that relationship with the Holy Spirit, so He can reveal to us the truth that's in that Word. Again, going back, so many people. I mean, I've been saved uh, twenty six years. Have I said it? We've been in from Florida to Montana. We've been in different churches, and I'm telling you, depend. Well, when I got saved in Florida, it was it was it was all about the Holy Spirit and the Word. But especially coming back here to Montana, I'm going to tell you straight up, I very, very seldom ever hear teachings about the Holy Spirit, hardly even references to the Holy Spirit. You know, I've sat through whole sermons and never even heard the word of Jesus, the name Jesus even said. Well, if we're believers in Jesus Christ and his spirit lives on the inside of us, How can you even talk about anything as a Christian and not even talk about Jesus or the Holy Spirit? You know what I mean? That's why there's so much division in so many different churches on every corner because if we're all being led by the same Holy Spirit and we were all reading the word together, led by that same Holy Spirit, wouldn't we have a lot better unity between us and understanding because it's the same Spirit teaching us? But see, people ain't having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Some even totally deny the Holy Spirit. You know, they're like, oh, that was back then for them. That's not for us today. So we're on so many different levels of intellect of this and that. We have, you know, like Baskin-Robbins, so many different flavors of Christianity. But we have one Holy Spirit and one Bible. How can we have 51 flavors? Because people are all doing it intellectually. They're not having the relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, who was sent to help us and to show us, as Jesus said, the Spirit will help you and tell you about me. He will reveal Christ to us. So if we're not walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit, we're not listening to the Holy Spirit, we're all all over the place, intellectually, because everything's up here instead of in here, where God lives in us, in our spirit. See, one of the things is is we can have knowledge and that knowledge can become understanding and that that understanding put to use becomes wisdom. But until it's revealed to us in our spirit, it's still just knowledge. Once it's revealed to us in our spirit man, who we are by the Holy Spirit, then it becomes revelation. And once it becomes revelation, then it's basically it's illumination. And it's it's just like it's aha, aha time like an aha moment. And so that's what we need to, to seek with the Holy Spirit is the word of God to ask the Holy Spirit when we sit down to read the Bible, uh, you know, when we're reading John and, and looking uh, at working up towards learning more about the resurrection, ask Holy Spirit to show you and give you illumination about what it is you're reading. So it becomes in part of you as revelation and not just head knowledge. You know, it's like if you ever walk through your your house at night, you understand where things are, right? If it's pitch black, you know where things are. But no matter how good you think you know where things are, you're still going to run into something. You're still going to hit your foot on something if you're doing it in the pitch black. But as soon as you grab a flashlight, boom, everything's illuminated and you can see where you're going. Holy Spirit will help us and illuminate to us the word of God. When we every believer should be on the same page when it comes to the word of God because it's the same Holy Spirit. But we're not because people are not on re- relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's part of why everybody's all over the place. Okay, John 16, verse four and 15. Uh, he's talking about going away. And he, and he says, I was with you at first. And so I didn't tell you these things. But now I'm going back to the Father who sent me, and none of you asked me where I'm going. You are very sad from hearing all of this, but I tell you that I'm going to do what is best for you. That is why I am going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come and help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. The Spirit will come and show people of this world the truth about sin and God's justice and judgment. The Spirit will show them that they are wrong about sin because they didn't have faith in me. They are wrong about God's justice because I am going to be with the Father and you won't see me again. And they are wrong about judgment because God has already judged the ruler of this world. Jumping down to verse 12, he says, I have much more to say to you, but right now it would be be more uh, than you can understand. The Spirit shows what is true. And will come and guide you into the full truth. The spirit doesn't speak of his own. He will tell you only what he has heard from me. And he will let you know what is going to happen. The spirit will bring glory to me by taking my message and telling it to you. Everything that the father has is mine. This is why I have said that the spirit takes my message and tells it to you. So. We see right there, Jesus is explaining to them, this is why the Holy Spirit's going to be there. And that's why you see from this point, the disciples went out. Now, there's some teaching out there that I've heard that this message was only for the disciples. No, this message was for every believer to take and to uh, to receive the holy spirit and have the relationship with the holy spirit because the holy spirit again he he's the one called alongside to help and to bring forth truth and reveal that truth the truth of Jesus Christ so why would it only be for the disciples at that period of time no it's for every believer every believer who is born again and we know this because paul when he is going out and he's setting up the churches and, and leading people to the Lord throughout what is today known as Turkey and Greece and, and Italy because uh, he's got the church of Ephesus and, and the Philippians and the, the Corinthians and the, the Colossae uh, and the Ephesians. Okay, these are churches that were basically babies of Paul, you know, churches that he was overseeing because he went there and led them to the Lord and they grew from his message and, He talks to them about the Holy Spirit. He talks to them about the indwelling of the Spirit and the born again Spirit of God. That's pretty much Paul's message is about living out of Christ in you, the hope of glory. The spirit of God dwelling in us, listening to him, having a relationship with him. If you you get that and you start reading those books, you'll start seeing this is what Paul is is leading and talking to them about. So this wasn't just for the disciples who became the apostles. This is for every believer from the time that this began 2,000 years ago. So it's not just for them. So if you ever hear that teaching, throw it in the garbage can because it's a lie. All right. So. Going back, the whole context of tonight's teaching, the 101.1, how do I integrate this in my life? Well, first off, I would go and I would read John in the Gospels, 14, 15, and 16, and read the words that I just showed you here yourself. Ask Holy Spirit to illuminate that to you and to reveal himself to you. And from now forward, recognize that Holy Spirit is there to help you, to guide you, to show you the truth. He will lead you in the ways that you go. You need to make a decision about something pretty important come up. Take time to spend in the word of God and ask in the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to, to reveal to you. He's there to help us, to guide us, Okay. That's why it's important every one of us who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, every one of us that are now born again of the Spirit of God, have a relationship with God the Holy Spirit right here, right now, today. This is one of the most important messages I could probably ever teach uh, here because if you understand this and you start having the relationship with the Holy Spirit, then you will start to see in the Word and He will become a part of your life and the word of God will not just be a letter of the law. It'll start to make sense to you. It will. You will read passages of the scripture and you'll, before you read, you know, this, you say, Holy Spirit, you're here with me to help me and to lead me into all truth. So show me the word, illuminate this to me to where it becomes revelation to me. And he will, he absolutely will. And the more you do that, and the more you do that, and the more you do that, the more understanding and then into revelation you're gonna have, and then there's gonna be times that you're gonna hear the Holy Spirit say, Hey, don't do that, or do it like this, and you'll do it like that, and all of a sudden, wow, that was awesome. That worked, you know. Um, you know, what's that that saying? Insanity, the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. Well, If we got the Holy Spirit with us, who is here to guide us, right? To help us, why should we be relying on our own intellect to do things when God himself is here to help us, to lead us and to guide us? Honestly, I don't want to rely upon myself because I'm going to tell you what. I know when I am myself doing something because it usually turns out to be crap. (laughs) <laughs> it, can, it turns out to be a frustration it, comes, it turns out to be failure but I know that when I'm like okay stop Holy Spirit you're with me lead me, guide me into this I start spending time with the Lord I spend time in, 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 in prayer and worship and reading the word and, and asking Holy Spirit to come and, and give me a, a, a freshness of his presence all of a sudden what I need to do is clear And all of a sudden I go do it and it works. Huh. Why didn't I do that to start with? You know, why did I go bust my head on the wall 15 times first before I went, you know, I'm probably not being led of the Lord right now. Why don't I go back, hang out with Holy Spirit. And, you know, you're probably asking yourself, well, how do I start? How do I start a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, first off, read 14, 15, and 16. in John Realize that he's here. He's here with you. He's here with me. Ask him to show himself to you. Ask him to start helping you. Asking him to start teaching you the truth of the word. Get into a habit of doing that. And pretty soon you will recognize, hey, Holy Spirit's here. Holy Spirit's helping me. Okay. You will know when you go to do something and you you do it, you're going to realize, I did that on my own. I didn't do that by allowing the Holy Spirit because... That's not of the spirit. That was of the flesh, right? So I would say anything is is just being aware that he's with you, understanding that he's with you and then asking him for help all the time and asking him to show himself to you and to show you the truth. The more you do that, the more you read the word of God, the more illumination you're gonna have in your spirit and the more you're just gonna realize, wait, God is here, God is helping me. And you're gonna see his hand move in your life. You're going to, you know, Jesus said, I don't do anything but what I see the Father do, right? So when you start learning to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to make decisions, and you're going to, because you're hearing the Holy Spirit lead you, and you're going to make decisions, they're going to be the right decisions. And you're going to know, here's an area of my life that I know when I'm doing things, frustration and disappointment. When I know that I'm trusting the Holy Spirit and being led by the the, the Holy Spirit, joy and peace. So me, frustration, disappointment, Holy Spirit, joy, and peace. It's pretty simple. That's like a gas gauge for me. You know, if I'm over here on this side and I'm getting frustrated and disappointed, I'm doing it. It's all me. If it's on full and I'm joy and peace and I can just... It's there. I mean, even sometimes it doesn't look like things are really happening. If I'm in the midst of that and instead of being frustrated and disappointed, i actually have joy and peace. I know that I'm being led by the spirit and sooner or later, whatever that is, whatever that mountain is, it's going to move. But if I'm trying to beat my head against that mountain and I got frustration and disappointment, I know I'm doing it in my own strength. And why do that? If we have Holy Spirit sent to help us, to guide us, Called alongside of us to be there with us. Why not say, hey, Lord, help me. Again, as I started out saying, I think one of the best prayers that we can ever pray is help me. If God, the Holy Spirit is, I mean, I think probably more than anything, Jesus referred to him here in all these different passages is helper. He's here to help. Why not say, Lord, help, help me. I need help. I need help with this, my marriage. I need help with my kids. I need help in my job. I need help just being organized. I need help not eating so much. I need help choosing the right foods. I need help sleeping at night. I, I mean, what else do you need help for? Holy Spirit is here. God wants to be involved in every area of our lives. Don't think that he, oh, you know, I've heard it so many times over the years by um, stupid headed people. So all I can say it. Well, God's probably too busy, you know, with other people's problems to worry about mine. That's dumb. That, that's just a dumb, dumb saying, okay? No, you're as important to God as everyone. God is a big God, trust me. He knows you more than know, you know. He knows your own thoughts. He knows every area of your life. He knew you while you were in your mother's womb. God's there to help you. But God is not an obtrusive God. He doesn't push his way into your life. He will come and he will help you when you rely on him. Jesus said, you follow my commandments. What was those commandments? Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty simple, right? And God himself is love. So when he dwells in us, we have that love in us. So, alrighty. Hopefully this has helped somebody, one person. If I helped one person tonight, then that's awesome. You know, um, I, I preached a sermon one time at a church that said just one if I get to heaven and one person in heaven comes up to me and says, I'm here because of you. Because even though I didn't know that person, even though I never talked to that person, but they saw Christ in me, in my life. And they say, I I want what he's got because the way I live my life, is that worth living your life for the Lord? Which, you know, to me absolutely is. I mean, there, there's really, there's one person out there, um, that I give credit to, and it's not the whole reason, but when I met this guy, and I, I I knew his background from everybody around him, and then once you got to know him, he told me the same background. His background wasn't good. But when I met him, he was probably the first Christian I ever met in my life that was just full of God. It just radiated out of me. Just like this bright light that's this shining on me. He was like this bright light, okay? And... Literally because of that one person, um, it helped me go, you know what, I I want what he's got. And that's when I went and gave my life to the Lord 26 years ago. So Paul, if you're watching this tonight, I'm talking about you. You know who you are. Anyways, God bless you guys. Um, I keep wanting to put up more during the week, but I get busy. You know, you spend all day on the phone talking to customers about their diesel trucks and they're telling you about the weather and with their cows and everything else. Uh, you, you, sometimes I just get too distracted with that. Uh, to really get stuff together. But I'm going to try to start putting up a little bit more blurbs during the week before I do like a full down, uh, you know, 30, 45, 42, 43 minute Bible study here on Thursday nights. So God bless you guys. You know, if you have any questions that are, don't don't message me weird questions, okay? But if you have any just kind of simple, basic questions, message me. You know, you just hit your messenger, message me the question on it. I may or may not have the answer. I'll, I'll probably look it up. I'll try to, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to show me uh, how to answer it for you, to so you it better might better help you. Uh, you know, somebody the other night, I was on a a live teaching by somebody who is a uh, prophet, um, and God told me to meet this person, and I, I mean, this this is being led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, this person. Well, let me, let me go back quickly say that before I rabbit trail too far. I'm watching his live teaching the other night. It's literally the first time I've watched him live in a long time. And I've seen him come up live, live, live many times. but I'm always busy doing something. The other night I watched his teaching and I was blown away by what he was teaching. Because he was teaching exactly what I was teaching you tonight. And this is what God has really been revealing to me um, over the last several weeks. And then here he is teaching on it. Right? So I immediately, when I listened to him for the first 10 seconds, I was drawn in for his hour long teaching. Uh, But anyways, somebody on that teaching said, well, can I pray silently? Can God hear me? Or do I have to speak verbally with my word? So I just quickly looked up the scripture because I already knew the scripture, but I didn't know exact reference. I looked it up, put it over there where Jesus said, when they were, um, he he was healing the the uh, the man that they let down through the roof. They were over there talking bad about him, And it says, Jesus knew their thoughts. Okay. So I, I sent her that little passage of scripture to show her that, you know, Jesus knows our thoughts. Okay. So that way she she realizes that, you know, she, she messed me back. Thank you. That really helps, you know, just so she realizes that, yeah, when I'm sitting there praying quietly or silently, God hears us just as much. But I, I do believe there is a place for our voice to speak. And maybe that'll be next week's teaching. Speak to the mountain, be removed. It doesn't say just think about the mountain be removed. It says speak. When God uh, spoke the world into existence, it said he spoke. He didn't just think about it. He spoke it. So there is a place for our voice. And that might make a really good teaching for next week. We'll just see what how the Holy Spirit leads me. Because honestly, when I teach these teachings... You're getting what's in me this week. This is what's, I don't think about these. I don't have them put away in a drawer. I take out this week. Now, I mean, you're getting what's basically, when you go to a restaurant, you got fresh food, freshly prepared. This is what's coming out of me right now by the Holy Spirit. This is what I've been meditating, dwelling on all week long. So I don't really even know until I sit down and type in what I'm going to do tonight, what I'm going to talk about tonight. So this is what I'm talking about tonight uh, because this is what the Holy Spirit has been really pushing and really revealing in me. So like I said, hopefully I help somebody tonight. Oh, let me go back before I get off. This guy that I said is a prophet, right? About 10 years ago, I'm out on a prayer walk and I hear, oh shoot, things started falling apart there. I, I just hear the Spirit of the Lord say to me, I want you to, call this guy and talk to him. Now, I heard a couple tapes of his back, you know, those things we call cassette tapes. Back in the mid, early to mid 90s, I heard some cassette tapes of his teachings. Maybe two, three, that was it. Uh, Other than that, I didn't know him, right? And hopefully you still see me because my computer just locked up. Anyways, uh, I'm walking... I'm on a prayer walk and Lord says to me, I want you to meet this guy. Well, we had some mutual friends and I've never met him before, uh, face to face or anything like that, but we had some mutual friends. So when I got back, I called my friend and I said, the Lord told me to to meet so-and-so I'm supposed to meet him. He said, you know what? He said, honestly, Steve, he said, I haven't seen him for a couple of years. Yeah, he lives in a, you know, he's originally from another country. He went back to that country two years ago and I haven't seen him since. Okay, maybe I didn't hear the Lord. The very next week, I get an email from his wife and she said, Prophet so-and-so was in town today and we went to his meeting and while he was uh, talking, she said, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, introduce Steve and this prophet. One week from when I called the other, her husband and said, Lord told me I need to meet this guy. Well, the first thing I asked her, I said, did your husband tell you that I called him last week and said the Lord told me to meet this guy? And she said, no, he, he didn't say anything about that. And I said, well, I was supposed to, you know, that's why I felt the Lord said, I thought maybe I missed it, but you just confirmed that it did because she never even talked to her husband. That was just original Holy Spirit telling her in this meeting. So anyways, a, a couple of uh, uh, months later, he finally calls me. And we talked for hours and hours and hours on the phone. And uh, okay, computer's back. So we talked for hours on the phone. And uh, I, I believe there's a, there's a reason he's in my life today. Um, I, I really haven't spent a lot of time with him. Uh, but there's a, a, an individual that he introduced into my life that uh, I believe is a key element in my life and God's calling in my life. And that's why God wanted me to meet him. But he's also a key person in my life uh, prophetically. You know, I, I wouldn't call him a friend or anything like that. He just, it, it, I have this, what I call it, it's a Rolodex. You know, back in the old days we had Rolodex. Now we just have one on our phone. Well, I have what I call my spiritual Rolodex. And there's people in that Rolodex that I've met over the years that I knew when I met them, there was a purpose for me meeting them and their, their names and, and everything are in that Rolodex. And one day there's, it's going to be revealed why they're in that Rolodex. Um, so there's certain people out there that, I mean, I've just absolutely out of the blue met that there's no way the, uh, quite famous people that there's no way I could have and met them myself. And similarly has been where I just, it was the same thing. The Lord just told me, I want you to meet this person. So call this person. So I call that person and next thing I know, this person, this more famous person that I'm talking about calling me saying, what you told them uh, I I believe is is directly right on, is of God. And so, okay, boom, that person went in my Rolodex. Being led by the Holy Spirit, I guess is what I'm getting at. And Holy Spirit will lead you to the same thing. I, I believe we all have a calling on our lives. We don't know, you know, I know what my calling is in a big picture sense. Uh, It hasn't come fully to pass yet or even hasn't really come into, uh, I'm I'm on first base. I haven't gone to second base yet. But, uh, you know, and it's been a 20-year calling. And I I believe that that 20 years has been preparation for it. But again, it's being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, has put me in touch with these different people. He's there to help us. He's there to guide us, okay? So I'm going to wrap this up. Just go read the book of John. Go read chapter 14, 15, and 16 that I talked about tonight about the Holy Spirit. Uh, read the rest of the Bible of John there about the, the, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection. It's real important. We're at that, that point of the year right now. It's an event that happened. It's an event that changed the world. And I'm telling you, if, the, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, Christianity has no merit. So it's one of the most important events ever of historical significance uh, not one of, it is probably the most important event ever. Um, so anyways, God bless you all. And like I said, if you've got any questions, please message me. Go to Chris January 101.1 by Steve Shelley. Like my page. And I'm going to archive this on there and then I'll put other stuff up. But I'm I, I don't, I'm not going to do these live broadcasts from there because it just seems to go into a black hole. But when I do it on my personal page, you know, tonight I see all these different people come on here. It's like so many more than I've ever had So anyways, God bless you guys. Have a blessed week. Have a good night.